0: Chad. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, hi,
1: Jessica.
2: Hi. Sorry, I was in a bargaining session earlier and I still had my union background up. That was,
1: uh, was, was, was great. What, what was that was a new sentence. What? I said that was a new sentence. I yeah. don't know what you said.
2: I'm a in a bargaining- an union and we're bargaining over wages right now, so... Oh, okay. Whenever we go in our little bargaining team, we all have our union backgrounds for shock and awe. I don't know. Okay.
1: Love it. Good luck.
2: Thanks. Well, we'll get something, but not as much as we should.
0: Can you guys hear me okay? I'm using a different microphone than I usually do. Yep. Yep. Sounds fine.
3: Yes.
1: so sean every year i'm like i need to like practice the guitar (laughs) that's
0: no yeah i record so i recorded another song my fingers are so sore (laughs) (laughs) i recorded um pretty papers that willie nelson song and i um wrote a, a glockenspiel part And I can't play both octaves at the same time. So I had to record them separately. Yeah. And it took me like 12 takes just to play the left, like the lower octave. And it took me two takes to play the upper octave. And it's like, if I just practiced, then this would all be easy. Like that's the (laughs) lesson I learned. Like I'm trying to record my practice session instead of actually playing music at times that aren't Christmas.
1: The uh, Go Tell It on the Mountain song was the last one I recorded. And that was like one take. It's <laughs> like, all right, guitar and sing, track one. Oh, We're going to get into it, Jessica. Sorry for this tangent. No, I love it. So we've got this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got mm-hmm. these eight tracks across. And so track one was guitar and sing. And then track two with a metronome. And track two was piano, uh, the the uh, melody part. And then track three was piano, the harmony part. And the track four was like guitar with it. No, the guitar was very last. And then track five was I turned all the volume down and it was just me singing along to the piano. And then I go into the next track and sing along to the other piano. And then the last track was adding a guitar. And then I turned down the volume on on the first three. And that was it. Push record and go for it. And then Uh I'm like, yeah, the singing doesn't enter in at the same time. And there's kind of like off since I'm not. But I didn't care. I'm like, I'm done with this. This has been so long. I thought it was good. It sounded good. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sing those parts just by themselves. I had to have like uh-huh. the piano melody and harmony sing along with it. Just I do that a lot too. Isolated. I need to be like Rivers or Weezer and like join or practice barbershop quartet just so I can get my harmonies down. I tried that once
0: and it just taught me that i'm a bad singer
1: <laughs> <laughs> i keep on wanting to follow the people that are singing next to me and i can't find my own <laughs> notes to harmonize good especially if they're like really close mm-hmm. i don't i drift merry christmas
4: paul merry christmas to you guys how's life treating everybody and good,
3: good
4: medium to not good or actually good
0: (laughs) oh it's good there was supposed to be this hearing in baton rouge i was supposed to go to and it got pushed back to february so i'm really happy it was supposed like i was supposed to go out there on sunday and i wasn't going to be home until a week from today and now that's just that's just not happening and i have my december back so i'm very happy.
1: nice my Christmas album, I've got 10 listens on each track. So that's pretty good.
3: Fun was mine.
1: It's a good playthrough rate. <laughs>
0: People that are starting it or finishing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's very quick. <laughs> <They're like> two-minute <laughs> songs. Christmas time from last year has 32 total. So
2: that's the goal. I think you'll top it with this one this year's well
0: when I listened to it it was I wasn't logged into SoundCloud and it recommended me to myself so it knows that we're related (laughs) artists which I
3: think is great
1: well I follow you and you follow me and I have Uh like one follower (laughs) so you're like my only follower (laughs) that's pretty great oh I love it we got Godzilla going on
5: Peter's
2: background. <laughs> I love that he loves Godzilla
1: so much. So my work sent out a random email saying, "Hey, we're doing professional style headshots. If you want to update your profile picture or whatever, sign up here." And so I signed up. And then on the day of, I brought like a white blazer and wore a sweater. And I took that all these. Good, I took all these different pictures. Or, then they sent me six of them. And uh, my coworker, like, wants one printed out for, she's like 62, and she's like, (laughs) she wants to show people that this is my friend Chad. (laughs)
3: Dude,
1: talk's cheap, man. Let's see these uh,
2: six photos. Oh, you haven't seen them? No. Jeez, Paul, get on social media. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding, everyone. That's opposite, what I. That's what I, need, opposite, that's what I need. That's what I need to do with my that.
4: life. Get on social media.
5: No, Chad, you need to print out like those little wallet uh, pictures, like back in high school, so you can pass it out to your friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I should do. There you go, Paul.
5: Or they do magnets now, so we can all put you did on you our just, fridge.
4: Did you just send it to the? Oh, nice. This is very nice. That's what I used to do as an element, <laughs> like an elementary teacher, because they would like you know, two times a season you're getting uh-huh. photos with everybody else. And it, yeah, I would always do some sort of shameful pose.
1: <laughs> you would That's,
4: actually get yearbook pictures as a teacher. Yeah. How many oh, years did you teach for? Seven years. Nice. Seven years in fifth and sixth grade. Yeah this is great chad wow
1: yeah and the text thread up above there's a soundcloud link uh where is it it's clear up below
4: oh yeah to your album
1: yeah to the album and there's like three other pictures oh, okay. i guess that one and two other pictures that i added to the images mm-hmm. so yeah that was great i'm like sweet i don't have to worry about so the first year, I had I had Rachel take pictures of me like in front of a tree with a mug and like a, sweat, a Christmas sweater on, and she hated it. And she she's like, "I'm
4: never doing this again for you."
1: And so the next couple of years, like had, she didn't
4: like the way they looked, or she didn't like the experience. Yeah, she didn't, yeah, of she didn't being like the experience.
1: She didn't want to be my photographer. Oh, what? I don't know. She hated oh. it. <laughs> And then I had to have Owen do it. And Owen was just complaining the whole time. So if you can imagine like me, like imposing in, in Christmas poses with Owen grumbling, taking my picture. I make my 10 and 10, 11 year old take pictures of me. Come on, kids, have fun. Get in the Christmas spirit. Come on.
4: Okay, I'm going to add my, um, I'm going to add my, my Weird owl Halloween costume. It was really exciting because nobody knew I was weird Al and everybody thought I was Bob Ross. And <laughs> I'm going to add this to the thread. But, uh, it was very, very disappointing.
0: Chad, you need to go into your SoundCloud and make it so I can download your songs.
1: No, I don't think it's possible anymore. Really? Yeah, because like I can't download anybody else's and I can't make them downloadable. I think I have to pay for like, the not free version.
4: Oh, that's stupid. But the
2: paid version.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that would be the positive framing of that.
1: <laughs> I can't. I'll just move them over to a, a, a Dropbox. Yeah, you should do that. I'm also thinking about just making a, a CD and mailing out like a Christmas CD instead yes. of like a Christmas family
4: card original artwork with each one that you send out yeah that'd be fun
1: but yeah that what a stress relief though like i was so happy that i didn't have to think about that stupid album anymore (laughs)
0: All this picture is amazing.
4: See, that's what I was. I was like, guys, I my my um my Halloween costume. So my wife's family has like a big <laughs> Halloween party, and every year I'm something that nobody knows who I am. And, I, and I'm <laughs> like, and I feel like they're like super legit costumes, but it's just not it's the wrong audience every single time. And I just haven't learned my lesson. I just, I'm like, I'll, like, started leaning into it all the more, so. It's well, you can borrow my accordion now, like you have and if to you do ever the need one. Costume. What was that?
2: I was if saying needed... it's...
4: Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going.
1: Both. <laughs> if, same time. Go. If you, if you need an, an accordion to, like, really sell that you're Weird
4: Al, you can yeah. borrow mine. <laughs> yeah. I think they would have just thought I was Bob Ross with an accordion, so it's unfortunate. <laughs> like sometimes you just can't win you plan out like how far in advance do you plan out your
1: halloween costumes
4: uh 48 hours usually or (laughs) sometimes 12 hours or sometimes uh 13 minutes (laughs) i really like halloween but i really um don't plan very well Oh,
1: yeah, Jason. <clears throat> do you want to send me the link or do you want me to download it on my computer? What are we talking about? The file mm-hmm. afterwards. It's your call. I record it every
6: time, just in case.
1: All right. Well, you're recording right now. You can just send me the link afterwards. Because mm-hmm. this is gold. <laughs> we don't want to lose anything because if I started <laughs> recording now, then we'd miss everything that we talked about before. Um, This is it, right? We're missing Anthony today. Love you, Anthony. And um, we. it seems like we just, there's been very little time in between our last meeting and this meeting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get like, usually i get to watch t movie and tv shows but it's been a really busy couple weeks with no downtime and if there was downtime i went to sleep early or whatever so i'm just gonna jump right into it it's a (laughs) letterboxd
4: I, didn't I thought you time. were going to say you I hadn't
2: had time to watch anything. Yeah.
4: But. <laughs> I didn't, didn't have much time. So here are my 17 titles. No,
1: this is one title. Since Emma, I watched Krampus. Oh. And I said, favorites. Tony Collette, Adam Scott wasn't too smart, smarmy. And I said, I loved the monsters. It was really fun, actually. I recommend a Christmas classic, 2015 Krampus. And then about a boy, and that's it. <laughs> that's the only thing I've watched since Emma. What
4: Pretty did your letterbox say about um, about a boy? Oh, you ready for it? This is gonna yeah. be a, uh,
1: this is gonna be a spoiler. Oh, we're gonna know how it ends. I gave it two and a half stars. No, 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 no spoilers. What are you doing? Come I'm on. spoiling it. Oh, jeez. Just sitting through the cringe. More Rachel Vice, please. Less voiceover narration. And that's it oh man i well.
2: am indignant
5: have you seen it before chad
1: i saw it in like 2002 as a teen probably i don't think i saw it in college had to be what movie what year was this 2001 2002 oh how did i see this senior year of high school i didn't see it in the theater though there's no way i don't know I know I've cool seen some of cool it enough. before. I was not cool enough for this mm. movie. Mm. I saw the Spider-Man's in the theater. Lord of the Rings in the theater. Matrix in 99. Went with Tony Sparrow and Tony's dad, just us three in the theater. <clears throat> Sean, you been traveling?
0: No. I was supposed to, like I said before, but it all it all got canceled, so I'm home for Christmas. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah. Do you guys travel? Actually, I as did a go, family.
0: I did go for one day for a meeting in Louisiana last oh, week. Oh, there you but go. But that
1: but that was good
0: because it was for a case that's about to settle, so that's more work that's going to disappear.
1: So have you sat on a stand and testified? <clears throat> Not yet. Have you ever been in any in any um inquiries about a mysterious death?
3: Not
0: yet.
1: I'm hoping someday. Yeah. I hope for I hope that for you too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> um do you Chad Chad, do you... did you watch a Christmas Carol? No. No you time.
0: Didn't, you didn't hit the double feature?
1: No. It was, how oh, was no. that available to watch? I didn't even look it up. At
4: the library? I don't well, know. that's
1: how I got about a boy. I got the DVD from the library. I think from
2: it's the also all on YouTube.
4: Is it? I sort of did. I went to the Salt Lake Children's Theater and watched A Christmas Carol with kids, but it's not the movie version, so... The kids
1: watched a Muppet Christmas Carol, and it was on in the background. And I, and I sang along to uh, one of the songs.
4: Love that movie.
1: Love Michael Caine. Anything yeah. else, John? That you want to add in your last since we last met?
0: Um, I did read a Christmas Carol too, and I'm really sad that Anthony's not here because he was supposed to validate that choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was Music's it was good. Great though. Choice. It was it was good. And I started reading about a boy, but I only got not very far. So but I'm liking it. I'll finish it. And I'll tell you next movie club what all the differences were. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> but I will finish it.
1: <laughs> all right, Jessica. Any updates from you? This is the pre show banter.
2: I don't think I've watched anything new, but I did hit a deer. In my husband's car. Oh. <laughs> Very scary. Um, I'm trying to bargain for better wages for my union, as you saw. Um, Any other updates? No, Maggie's been sick. It's been a really weird couple of weeks. So mm. that's all. We're doing great. Things are awesome. Yay. Those are my updates. <laughs> Do
1: you guys follow Melissa on Facebook? Because she's always in England and I'm always so jealous about how she's always in England.
4: But you're going to be in England.
1: We saw the picture of all your passports. Yeah, but guess what? She's in England like every month in front of Buckingham Palace.
2: Not for the funeral, but for the Queen's Jubilee. Uh Uh-huh. And now she's back with her mom.
7: Yep.
1: That's great. I'm happy for her. Good
7: for her.
4: Any other updates, Jessica? Oh, there was a naked person behind you, right next to Godzilla's face.
5: He's topless, not naked.
4: Oh, at it's our house. Winter, isn't
2: it yeah. cold? No. In Texas. Yeah, not it's at
1: December all. at nighttime. It's got to get a little chilly.
7: No.
2: Heat runs really. <laughs> I'm hot. like, no, you don't it's, understand. Yeah,
1: it's not cold.
0: <laughs> we get cold fronts sometimes, and there's one that's coming, but okay. it's it's not Ooh, here. He was it's still Texas. like 70 degrees at night.
1: Oh man, I wish. The, like first, 40 the first like big cold, cold front is about to come
0: through. It's supposed to get down to 32 just before Christmas. And that's maybe the coldest it'll get all year.
4: That's too cold. What is the name of this dog? Falcor, something of the like. <laughs>
5: <laughs> What's the name? What's her name?
4: Safi. Oh.
5: After Sappho.
1: Yeah
4: poetess uh-huh
1: that's super cute
4: I love it Wait, my so my four-year-old is like, as soon as like I'm oh, sorry
7: she's like a cat because he' always used power she the attacking me sometimes
1: <laughs> you say like he's she's like a cat yeah <laughs>
3: love it so baby, huh? mm-hmm
5: all right
1: go to bed mommy loves you go away <laughs> yeah it's way late was it almost nine in texas yeah jason, awesome. what are you up to jason uh, i spent
6: the weekend sick
3: so
1: getting
6: oh, no. better
3: uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's all oh that's good and sad How's your aquarium? Uh, it is. Oh, hold on. It's
6: a face. It's a face. <laughs> Let me turn off the blur. It is up and running. It's oh. almost cycled. I'm excited. It's so a what the there.
5: What does the cycled mean?
6: Yeah, what is it? Oh, mean? man. Let me tell you about the nitrogen cycle. Here we go. Do <laughs> We got an hour? No. Um, Okay so it just ha- it just means there's a certain type of bacteria in there that eats the food turns into a- food and poop turns into ammonia it eats the ammonia poops out nitrites and then which are also bad for fish as well as ammonia and then another type of bacteria eats the nitrites and poops out nitrates which are only barely bad for fish at certain levels it gets bad so the whole point is to have good bacteria in there that'll break down the bad stuff into less bad stuff so it is almost cycled you already gonna know what
1: fish you're putting in
6: Uh, i have a bunch that i want to do um but i'm super nervous to kill all the good ones so i might start with like some that i don't care about yeah some
1: starter fish some starter fish just
6: in case i screw something up on accident it's
1: a good idea yeah anything else jason
4: no (laughs) sounds like you have sounds like you have a really dangerous aquarium in your house you know i've never heard people describe their their aquariums with like such like here is a box of death that I have, like downstairs. Yeah. That... This water will kill my fish. I have to yeah. treat it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's not how it's typically been described to me, but it could just, it could explain the the high mortality rate of some of the pets <laughs> at our house. Because <laughs> we got the betta fish hoping they would last a lot longer than they did. So okay. I might have to go. Google you gotta get search.
6: that nitrogen cycle working for
4: you. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna have to go Google seven of the words that you used and then go <laughs> see what they mean. And then yeah, try I've, to keep I've some
6: over-researched and <laughs> finally, finally committing to doing it. So <laughs> yes. That's grumpy.
3: Thank
1: you. Outside the cage.
6: Outside the cage. I'm in the cage.
7: He's not. Mm-hmm.
1: Rachel, do you want to give any updates on your life?
7: Well, I killed six fish. Yeah. Um, Four the first time and two the second time. So that's you're doing great, Jason. <laughs> Way to go for knowing actually what to do with fish instead there's, of
1: the fish floating to the top they always got stuck in the, like the water filter yep. thing like a nemo mm-hmm. like and then there's just like a skeleton at the bottom of the filter
7: like a greasy skeleton uh-huh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and but i did buy some bacteria and that helped a lot
1: yeah and we got like a sucker fish that cleaned the moss off the, the
7: sucker for- oh yeah, he died too. So I guess that's seven fish.
1: But he lived for a while and did good <laughs> on cleaning the moss off. He did really off. well cleaning algae eater. What? Mm-hmm.
6: He's, he eats algae.
1: Yeah, algae. Yeah. You're correct. <laughs> uh, what sucker fish?
7: Uh, they called it a sucker. I don't know. It was just a little guy. Okay. I asked for.
4: Or something. What do they call it? Beco- I can't know. I don't know
7: i just asked there for go. some something to clean the tank
4: it's
6: probably an auto
7: smart.
1: we
6: and got it in a bag autos are oh maybe hard to keep
1: alive we got our carpets cleaned and area rugs and then the next day someone like dropped some chocolate on the, the shag rug and bruno peed on two of the stairs so we're like why does this smell we just had this carpet clean why does it smell like dog pee
7: <laughs> yep that was gross lesson learned i have guys. read a lot of books recently um i just finished anthony with i wanted to talk to anthony about this one i just finished a book called border which is about the borders between bulgaria and turkey and greece and how much Turmoil is over there. And I'll um, we'll have to talk to Anthony about that. And right now I'm listening to, which one? Gulp, I think it's called Gulp, like solo, um, by Mary Roach. And it's about the elementary, digest alimentary canal in the digestive system and it's interesting but it's not as good as stiff was.
1: Oh yeah. So they like yeah. get into about details cadaver. about swallowing.
7: Uh, details about gastric juices and whether or not living creatures can survive in the <laughs> digestive tracts of other living creatures.
0: Yeah I read Gulp and I remember liking it but it wasn't as good as the other ones, and now all these years later, I can't remember anything in the book, just that I thought that it was pretty
7: good. It doesn't have enough stories in it. She just goes Mm -hmm. over saliva for, like, two hours, and I was already really bored by that. And Then she moved on to the next thing, so that's getting interesting, but I hope she doesn't spend too much time on it.
0: Yeah, her other books that I read at, like, the same time, I still remember a lot of things. Like, there were things that stood out and stuck with me, but that one...
7: Like, Stiff, I was just thinking about all the things that I remember from Stiff and how crazy it was, and I loved that book. That was a great book.
0: Yeah, that's the best one.
7: The other ones are not on audiobook at my library, so these are probably the only two I'll (laughs) listen to.
1: What a baby.
7: (laughs) I cannot read a book. I can't.
1: No, not you. The baby. Jason's baby.
7: Oh, I can't see you. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah,
1: Jason's (laughs) baby's right there
7: okay now i'm seeing everybody and jason's baby's adorable Mm -hmm. good job perfect
2: baby like the platonic (laughs) 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 look
1: at those cheeks and there's like red little red dots on the cheeks like a like a doll oh man (laughs)
2: wow
4: that was a great face
2: (laughs) oh my gosh make
4: it happen again
2: (laughs) yeah
1: how do you do that face oh wow all right jason i might be stopping by your house to visit your baby 26 you're gonna be home
4: uh
1: of course probably i'll send you a text I'm not asking for a sleepover. I'm just going to stop by for an hour or two.
6: That's what you should have done last time, jerk.
1: <laughs> no, I wanted to sleep over last time.
4: <laughs> and you got denied, right? I did. Yeah. I, got, I got
1: shot down. Hard. Yeah.
4: Sounds like a solid friendship. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Carrie, what is your note notices? Notices?
5: Uh, you mean... Like what horror films have I watched? Yep,
1: that's what we want to know. Or uh, anything else that you want to say for a pre-show banter?
5: <laughs> Not much. Mm. I've only seen. I only saw one horror film, and it was today. Uh, I saw The Purge: Anarchy.
1: Mm. Okay, so
5: that was kind of my palate cleanser after. Oh.
1: Give us like a paragraph synopsis.
5: Uh there was a couple deciding to separate and there was a mother and her daughter and there was a man was there another set of people i think it was just them and like do you guys know what the purge is about like what it is
1: i know the first purge where there's like a day where we're crime is free you can do anything and you can go kill people so people the rich people lock themselves in their rich houses
5: yeah so this was to take place like the fifth or sixth year i think of the purge um but they're like totally disparate people that just like find themselves in each other's lives and they work together to um save themselves and like Frank Grillo Frank I don't know how to say his last name Grillo uh he was like the one lone sergeant guy that was actually out to do the purge he wanted to like attack this drunk guy that was responsible for his son's like accidental murder like a drunk hit and run um but yeah it was just them like surviving the night and then getting captured by rich people and auctioned off to like fend for themselves and It was great. (laughs) It was was terrible, but it's better than I expected. I enjoyed it. Plus, I love Frank, so anything that he's in, I'll watch.
1: Any other updates from Carrie?
5: Um, no, just oh, I finished watching the Great Pottery uh, Throwdown, which was amazing, and. That's about it. Just doing the mom thing and the art thing.
2: What are you painting right now?
5: Uh, I made these little ceramic, uh, like, Christmas ornament things. So I'm glazing it right now. This is actually going to turn out to be, like, a cool bluish galaxy type glaze. So I made them out of paper with my former... Art students, and I thought, oh, I'll try to make it out of clay. And so I did. Now I'm glazing them, and it's really addicting. Show us the finished one when it's yeah. all
2: fired and everything.
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, and I made a jack too, but that's somewhere else. I'm just doing Christmas ornaments right now. So, yeah. Learning how to do cast molds, like make my own molds out of plaster and using. Uh, slip <laughs> to make my own casts of things. So I'm just learning. I'm more of a watercolor artist, so this is all new. I was pregnant when I took ceramics in college, so I didn't pay very close attention at the time. So I'm trying to make up for it now. Nice. Got it.
1: Paul, how's the semester? Shaping up?
4: Good. The semester is over, um, or at least uh, all of the classes have been taught. And this is finals week at the BY, where um, not very many, but a handful of students will email me once they find out whatever they earned, asking to get something else. And that's always uh, a weird thing to like negotiate, a um, little bit of entitlement, but then they're also, self-advocating so I I try to meet them where they are Um, and then thinking about the human error that could have you know given them whatever kind of grade Um, but we ended on some high notes we we ended on read-alouds like how to make read-alouds fun for the classroom and then we did postmodern picture books where you know like where the characters are breaking the fourth wall or where the gutter of the book is actually an active character like eating the dog or Mm -hmm um you know you put your hand on it and then you close
1: the book and then
4: you open the book on the next page and
1: there's a handprint
4: yeah all kinds of cool stuff so um yeah so we ended that and then um I taught a graduate class for the first time this semester um and I just kept waiting for things to bomb because I had no idea how any of the classes would go right because I hadn't taught any of them before so no expectation but the students were the coolest of the cool, and some of my students were twenty years older than me, and it still worked. And some of them were twenty years younger than me, and it still worked. So um, that was really fun. Tomorrow, I get to buy a pink toad tarantula because um, Jacob has not punched his younger brother, like to whatever degree we're saying. Okay, like you get to be like our son for longer and uh you get get christmas because like the two youngest are so violent and and (laughs) our oldest was like so nice and kind and gentle and um so we thought joey our oldest was like he is because of us not irrespective of or despite the fact and then these other two are like no 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 this is how all of your kids would have been just like if you were parents joey just is the gift from the universe that like <laughs> like yep tricked you into having more kids um <laughs> so that's happening we are over all things covid we can taste again we can uh, hang out with the, with each other without like hacking up lungs and we've just been going to lots of christmas parties and driving home from lots of christmas parties being like are we going to go to the Christmas party with these people next time? Cause how well do we really know them? Like what's our level of investment if we see them one to three times a year? And that's kind of where we're at. So. so sounds- you could- oh, wait a second. How many Christmas parties do you go to? Is this more than one? Yeah. So, um, so St- Steph's family has like, Lots and lots and lots and lots of levels of divorce where people like can't stand to be in the same room. So, are these family parties? Some, yes, but not exclusively. Okay. Um, and, but we feel like we go to a lot of parties. But hey. one of them was really good. It was right down my alley where there was a book auction they gave a bunch of like fake money to the, the kiddos. And then I was like trying to outbid them on um, picture books because the seven-year-olds and I read, read the same books. And then, uh, and then like, as I won the books, I'm like, this is not probably how the game was envisioned. And so I ended up giving them back to the kids. Cause that's what you should have, I should have done anyway. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's just a lot for a little, that's kind of what's happening in our world. Just keeping heads above water and, doing the the staying alive thing (laughs) he's just got the keyboard
1: (laughs) throwing it oh man what a
4: baby (laughs) junk in the trunk there oh and oh something's happened
1: so i hosted a a cozy sweater party where everyone was supposed to wear a cozy sweater and come over and i made homemade caramel and we dipped apples And it was Dan Clark and his wife and kids and then another homeschool family. And that was it. That was the Christmas party. Kids came over, ate too much sweet caramel.
4: With Dan Clark, can you only talk about 20 years ago? Or do you guys talk about happening to you guys nowadays stuff?
1: Oh, freshman year is never brought up.
4: Oh, that's good because i those are those are hard like relationships right where you only can connect with yesteryear instead of. well i didn't hang out with
1: him in freshman year i mean i knew him
4: then Mm -hmm.
1: but it's not like we don't have any like shared experiences so it's just like yeah we i knew you 20 years ago and now i know you better now yeah which is interesting he's great what do you think about dan clark rachel
7: love them <laughs> love the clarks super good people
5: are they in your ward remind me how you came to be uh, they were
1: in the same uh homeschool Home group during covid oh. so it was kind of random that we just came across them yeah they're great anything else
5: paul
4: Oh man, I feel like I already took up a ton of the airtime, so I'm I'm shutting it down. And and what I said was all way less meaningful than whatever. And you guys set a pretty low bar, like with like, <laughs> like what people were bragging about. So I I'm just shutting it all down. And... My favorite part was driving
1: back from a Christmas party, debating amongst yourselves if you ever want to hang out with these people again. <laughs>
4: well, you know, I mean, like some sometimes they're like friends of convenience where you're like oh there was this thing that was connective tissue there was this shared interest however many years ago or we lived in the same geographic region or blah 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 and sometimes that can like grow into something beautiful and sometimes you're like all we had was yesteryear but now I don't know what it is and so that was the uh, conversation we had quite a few times
1: do you host people at your house?
4: Um. Yes, we will be. Um, but not for a couple more weeks because I've got some Arizona people coming and some Chicago people coming over the next couple of weeks. Nice.
1: Love it. Carrie, <clears throat> you ready? Yes. <laughs> Put that down. So about a boy this is is carrie's month carrie's movie
5: okay uh do i
1: let's see what you do is you why did you choose it
5: okay
1: then we're gonna watch the trailer and then you're gonna walk us through the synopsis and then some of your feelings and then we're gonna (laughs) go around the circle
5: um all right well this is one of my favorite (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna
4: argue that he is more naked than he was the first time
5: <laughs> <laughs> he just seems sad. <laughs> he's got pajama bottoms on I oh probably.
1: okay okay <laughs> what's the snack of choice back there
5: he asked for breakfast cereal because oh, yeah. he ate like two yeah. bites of dinner and now mm-hmm. he's starving so that's our every night these days
1: yeah, that's how I gained like 20 pounds is night cereal.
5: <laughs> I wish you would gain 20 pounds. He's like underweight right now. He's so skinny. No, no. You're skinny Pete. I'm not skinny. But... Pete. Yeah. Um, anyway, so about a boy. It's one of my like all-time top 10 movies saw it in the theater. Um And it's kind of a Christmas movie and kind of not like Christmas is kind of used to bookend it. Um, Sorry. And um, yeah, I just thought it would be a really good movie to discuss. Um, And I guess I'll go into more of it after we watch the trailer.
1: Let's do it, Jason. I can't wait for Jason's notes on this movie. Surprised, <laughs> Jason loved it. Thank
6: you. Thank you. Okay, can you see the black screen? No, no,
2: can no, you, yes, I can. Yes. Yeah, we're good. Yes, yes, we can see it. Okay.
3: From the producers of Meet the Parents, how
7: would you like to be Imogen's godfather? You must
3: be joking. Comes the story of a man who needed to grow up. I just I thought
5: you had hidden
6: hidden hips. No, you've always had that wrong. I really am this shallow. And the boy...
5: I think I killed a duck.
6: She's my family. ...who tried to help him. If you're
3: gonna be with someone, shouldn't you tell the truth? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm up! What's
6: the matter with you? Just
3: felt like a shout. About a Boy, rated PG-13. <laughs> There's
6: a lot of stuff out of context
5: yeah that didn't
1: all right i
3: like did,
5: didn't give anything away
1: it did not tell anything of the story so no. i guess carrie walk walk the listeners through what happens and what's the point of this movie
5: okay so it's about <laughs> shut up chat so it's about an actual boy uh named marcus although i kept calling him nicholas during the movie um That's his real name, Peter James. Um, and he, his mother is severely depressed. It's just the two of them. Um, he's just really a really sweet boy, but really awkward, um, socially, and, um, you know, doesn't really fit in anywhere or at school. And um, then there's. Hugh Grant's character, Will, and he comes from money. His dad wrote a one-hit Wonder Christmas song. And so he lives off of the proceeds of that. Um, and he doesn't do anything and he's totally happy or content with how his life is, how there isn't anything meaningful, but he finds ways to fill up his days every day and then um will figures out that dating single mothers is a good way to um, have his fun, um, but have a guilt-free party, uh, as he says in the movie. Um, But because of a series of events, uh, he and Marcus meet um, and Marcus kind of gloms on to him at first just to try to hook his mom up with him. Um, And that doesn't, work out but Marcus figures out oh I've missed the part where Will makes up having a child and joins a single parents group. Um and there he meets Susie who's another single mother and they hit it off and then it was through Susie that they and Spat that they met uh Marcus and his mother and um and yeah they Marcus follows Will and figures out that he actually doesn't have a son, that it's all made up and kind of blackmails him and is just hanging out with him at his house. And then Marcus's mother figures or, you know, finds out that this has been happening, thinks Will has been interfering with her son. Um, And then finds out that no that's not what's been happening at all and Will wants to be done with all of them because he doesn't like his life to be complicated he likes things simple and straightforward and just be his own little island Um, and then Marcus's mother has a fit at that (laughs) and um yeah then Will meets um was it Rachel or is that just the actress's name What's the character's name? Yeah,
1: they're the same.
5: They're yep. same Rachel, um, who's another single parent and Will doesn't learn his lesson and pretends that Marcus is his son, so they can hit it off and then Rachel finds out the truth. And anyway, Mark, uh, Will comes to realize that Marcus is the only like really meaningful thing in his life um, and that um helping Marcus and being there for him. Um yeah, adds meaning to his life and purpose. Um and you know I don't I don't know how like you know should I go into like what happens at the end? How like Marcus's mother tries to commit suicide and then um his mother always said that when Marcus sings it brings join sunshine to her soul. And so she's getting depressed again. And Marcus thinks, oh, if I perform at the school play, um that'll make her happy again. And um but everyone else, but his mother realizes that if he does perform at the school play, that's total social suicide and things will be even worse for him than it has been in the past. And Um, so Will runs and tries to stop him at the school play Um, doesn't because Marcus loves his mom so much and wants to make her happy Um, and so Marcus is booed
1: yeah and then we just have to sit through the cringe
5: (laughs) no stop it and so Will sees a guitar and can kind of play so he plays uh, accompaniment and then sings along with Marcus and it's a beautiful moment, Chad, and you're ruining it for everybody. Um, but yeah, anyway, so at the end of it, um, they just have like this huge um, self-made family and they're all just, yeah, just there for each other. And Will has a friend there to meet up with um, Marcus's mother played by Tony Collette. The greatest actress of this generation and yeah, it's a fantastic movie with music by badly drawn boy which is one of my favorite bands 20 years ago until I saw them in concert and main singer a d-i-c-k so that kind of ruined it for me for a while he was drawing camelline at the crowd but anyway that's neither can <laughs> one of the few few bands I've ever been
1: to what did he say
5: what did he say yeah um I don't remember like
1: oh he was just yelling and being yeah
5: he was just being belligerent and you know people were yelling out like you know sing this song from about a boy and yeah like cuss him out and then he I think it was silent sigh and then he started playing like a virgin and then turned that into Silent Sigh, and then everyone was happy. So like, even though he was a butt, I guess he did play songs that were requested of him. <laughs> so I've only been to like five concerts ever, and that was one of them, and it was a little disappointing. But I've forgiven him since then, and I can listen to his music again. <laughs> That's good. Oh, <So>, yeah.
1: <clears throat> Great, love it. Good, good wrap up. I tried. Uh, do you want people to go around, or do you want to go deeper into some of, like, your favorite parts, or uh, whatever context we want to talk about, since it's your choice?
5: Um, yeah, like, when I saw this, I saw it in the theater, and I was expecting kind of, like, a nodding Hill rom-com, and so I was really surprised, like, I remember after I watched it, not even sure if I liked it or not, because it just really caught me off guard um like I found it to be really meaningful you know I think you know watching at different parts of my life to being single being married having children um you know I would see myself in different characters more but um you know I guess especially this time um you Know, I related a lot to Tony Collette's character and Will's character. Just
1: is this like a once a year watch for
3: you? Uh,
5: no, I think the last time I watched it was two or three years ago, and then it had been several years before that. But, um, like the, for the first five or ten years after it came out, I'd watch it multiple times a year, I think. So, multiple
1: times a year, up till about 2012 and then like once every three years after something
5: that, like that i should have kept track from chat i'm sorry
1: well box wasn't around yeah. and sean doesn't keep track of your movies in his spreadsheet so no
5: he doesn't just his own
1: i'll have to make a new spreadsheet
5: <laughs> the
1: about a voice spreadsheet
5: uh-huh. yeah but i just i i guess it really um you know, it really made me think about, you know, especially not to bring religion into it, but since leaving the church, and having to figure out what is meaningful now. Um, yeah, it just, you know, you kind of have to figure things out for yourself and, um, you know, struggling with uh, not to get too heavy, but struggling with like depression and anxiety anyway, on top of stuff like that and being a mother and worrying about, you know, what messages do I pass on to my kids and what do I want them to learn from me and learn from life and, and everything. It just, yeah, it, it hits hard. <laughs> that movie hits hard in a lot of ways. So I know it can be corny apparently I don't think it's corny I think it's really tightly written and really well made and I love British humor anyway um but yeah just like Will and just you know this time too I didn't realize just how profound an effect the parents had on the children like how Will thought um he saw his dad in the store and Marcus thought he saw his mother at the park on the um, the dead duck day um, and how like our parental figures can haunt us. Um, yeah, I just thought there were like really, you know, some loud profound moments but also really quiet profound moments throughout the movie. Um, and one thing I love about this movie too is the dead duck day because it reminds me of my mission where my- My companion and I, we served in England, and um, we saw a mockingbird, or no, it was some kind of bird on the ground, and it was struggling, and so we, like, very carefully moved on to, like, a just a little um, grassy area to get it off the road, and then we happened to walk by that area later, and there were mockingbirds pecking its head, and, like, its whole head was, like completely free of feathers and bleeding and like struggling and that was like our dead duck day and it was horrible and we felt horrible like we should have just left it in the road so that has nothing to do with the movie but still, <laughs> <laughs> it still reminds me of that um so yeah and I think Tony Collette's acting is just absolutely incredible like in everything um yeah, you wouldn't know that she wasn't British. Just like in the sixth sense, you wouldn't know she wasn't American. She's just... Yeah, she makes you feel things. What so. is she? She's Australian, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow.
1: No idea. Mm-hmm. Has she ever like acted in her natural accent?
5: Yeah, in what, Muriel's wedding, although I haven't seen that.
4: And there's a Claymation movie where I think she goes has an australian accent throughout i can't remember i think philip seymour hoffman's uh i can't remember anyways i can't remember huh. what it's called max and something any
1: anybody else have any questions for carrie
4: oh i have questions okay <laughs> so i always have that's what that's what i bring to the table um all right so Like my experience, this first experience with this movie was watching it with my high school girlfriend in the theater and 38 seemed incredibly old. Like the, the age of the, of Will, I was like, oh man, 38, nigh unto death. And now I am a 38 year old person. So you talked about like the Tony Collette character, like really resonating with you on this past, but what... What was it like for you 20 years ago on your first pass? Did you still love that character? Just kind of read her differently, pay attention to her differently, focus on somebody else or how, how'd that go?
5: Yeah. Like she, I guess she felt more like, um, I can't think of the word, like a a side character. Um, and you know, I guess I looked at her more through Will's lens of just being kind of a kooky, crazy mom that very clearly loved her son, but was also like out of her depth in how to like help him. And, um, which I, I you know, I guess to a certain extent, I feel the same way, um, less kookiness, but more just, you know, she doesn't know what he's going through and. She thinks that like her love is enough. Like you see when she says goodbye to him at the beginning and calls after him, and says, I love you, and like what do sheep go and stuff like that. And it's like, <laughs> you know, were you never a kid? <laughs> like, do you not know like what you're doing to your son? And you know, <laughs> he's such a sweet kid that like he does it anyway. He like baths anyway and calls back to his mom anyway. And you know, sings Killing Me thoughtfully with his eyes closed anyway, and, you know, he very deeply loves his mother. Um, But yeah, I, I guess I just looked at her more as a vehicle to move the story along and not like this really fleshed out, complicated character that she is. So, does that answer your question? Did I miss anything?
4: I think she was my on this this pass she's where i concentrated a lot of my energy too because i kind of saw her as more of a mirror maybe Mm -hmm. like where i was like "Ooh, like coming to terms with emotion even okay so i don't know what your circle is supposed to be chad like who's supposed to go next but i'm just going to insert myself um you're going first paul okay but but like how freaking powerful is it when she's not saying anything and she's just crying in the kitchen and he's eating his like this nasty cereal. That's getting like ancient grains or whatever. Like it is so money. And then the fact that she's crying literally over spilled milk, but like, it doesn't seem silly, but that you're like, Oh, it, it grabbed me, man. It grabbed me by the throat and like, wouldn't let go. And I, I remember when I was 18, thinking that scene was hilarious. I was like, oh my gosh, like Miss Granola suicide is being so weird. And now I watch it and I was just like, she's trying so hard and her son is trying so hard. And I read that, like it, it changed so, so, so much for me. So she sold the movie for me as well, like a powerhouse. But then I thought it was really cool that Hugh Grant, like having had his uh like missteps within his own matrimonial space with elizabeth hurley and then like saying little lines that probably kind of break the fourth wall for the audience where you're talking about chopping off your own penis because how horrible men are and you're just like yeah right um but oh i loved it i i loved it and i hadn't seen it for 20 years so it was a it was really cool like the the quadra zoom on the dead duck day where mom is there, like that was so powerful for me this time, and I loved the two nerdy guys out on the like the playground. Like I had oh, forgot the
1: Game Boy Color, Those dude. Great.
4: Oh no, but like like when they're talking to him, I I just wrote down the note just that like the kids who think he's quote unquote weird, and then parenthetically it just says hands. Cause they like do weird things with their hands, and it like it just cracked me up so much. And I had, it was, just completely over me. That those two were my favorite part of yeah, the whole movie. I loved that, <laughs> and we, they were
5: first at the concert
1: at the end too. That was the best yeah, part. Them yeah. sitting so early at the concert.
4: <laughs> yeah, that was rad. I love how Hugh Grant like just bursts out laughing when he sees the the loaf of bread for the first time like what the hell is that (laughs) like and like has no idea that he's clowning on this kid um probably one of my favorite uses of the f word like ever when he's just sitting on the couch just like effing hell and he's like i don't know why i cursed or whatever but it made me feel better (laughs) um (laughs) like the the unfulfilled high fives like those were really beautiful to me on this pass I love awkward dad and grandma who just keeps on like saying yeah. like we are we having duck, you know <laughs> like yeah. And you just like wondered like what what chance did this kid ever have Like he was always gonna have that haircut. He was always gonna have like homemade sweaters with rainbows because holy freak like um and I had completely missed like how much Christmas is in that and not like from a diehard way where like people just want to be like, it's a Christmas movie. So they can like be weird, but like, it's, it's all over the place. Um, What'd you think about the disc man and CD store? I love that too. (laughs) When he was talking about how sweet it was to have, you know, DVDs and CDs and flat screen. And I was just like, yeah, this is, that was cool, man. Um, I, I thought it was really an interesting commentary that Brad Pitt was, on the cover of magazines then and he's on the cover of magazines now probably like a super double standard between men and women like um very few women who were on those magazines 20 years ago would still find themselves um apparently early in the production of
0: this movie they were going to change it to be set in america And Brad Pitt was supposed to star in it, or they were trying to get him, Uh. but he he turned down the role because he didn't believe that someone as good looking as him would have to go chase after single women that they wouldn't have a problem. picking up. So I don't know how true that all is, but it's on IMDb trivia. (laughs) And, and, well, so I mean, and apparently him being on the cover of that magazine or poster or whatever it is is like his cameo because he was tied into the movie early on. Uh, Brad Pitt's
1: it. too cool; he can't like act smarmy like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy him as like a stuttering Hugh Grant. You know, I don't know.
5: Well, but Hugh Grant was. I, I know it might not seem like it, but he is playing against type. Yeah. Like he is not like you know the floppy haired. Stuttering, you know, kind of modest, you know, funny and sarcastic and British, but you know, he he isn't that same character you see in like Sense and Sensibility or mm-hmm. um any of the other stuff. So or
1: Paddington too.
5: Paddington too, which is a fantastic
4: movie too. Yeah, oh, I'm. I love that you chose this one. It. <laughs> it made my day um that's so in great so, in so many ways so chad last time i really appreciate how you defended me but you are simply wrong this time and carrie is right so i i loved it, it was i've got beautiful. more
1: people on my side than you know oh that doesn't matter you're they're gonna so come wrong. they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna rally, rally around me on this one. Oh, i gonna i could be a battle less.
4: it was it was it was yeah. just beautiful for me
5: i, I feel like you are this is you lashing out back at me for denigrating emma to the level that i did and so because right. i chose this movie because it was me that chose this movie that's why you struggled with it so much no it's i think for, if jason chose this movie it would, it would be the same. <laughs> I just, oh i just broke this chair no
0: um, that, that chair's been broken for a long time the chair like the arm, arm yeah you know your son that sits in that chair all the time and you know how he sits in that chair it's not a surprise that it's broken
1: oh, dear. <laughs> does he sit on the armrest
0: Yeah, and leans see? over the back of it and whatever he can think of
1: <clears throat> love it i'm glad that you loved it paul i want i want to hear some more positive things because i'm drifting towards the positive right now and forgetting the negatives like, yeah, because like all those things that you said were we're good that dad was so funny <laughs> and the mom I, and my dad's here and his girlfriend
4: and, and her mom <laughs> but like when he says like he's like so marcus is your son he's like yeah i guess so you know <laughs> like like oh dude it was it was money man how did you not love that it's okay I, no i loved it i loved oh, the heart. gosh it was beautiful oh and i i read the book too but
5: i read that like 15 20 years ago well there was November. so
1: much voiceover narration that it yeah. had to be adapted from a book with yeah narration
0: yeah and i'm i'm reading it right now but i'm only up to the suicide which isn't that or the suicide attempt which isn't that far in but it starts out i mean kind of like the movie but even more so in the book where there's a chapter about marcus and then a chapter about will and it's like the dead duck day is um you know where they first come together but that one's from, shoot. I think it's from Will's point of view yeah so it's like all of a sudden Marcus is a a character from his you know his point of view so it's it's really effective in the book at least so far and I don't know how you do that in a movie without the voiceover and I agree it's a little bit awkward but I, I I I'm willing to forgive it
5: yeah I don't I don't find it awkward but maybe just because I've watched it so many times so to me it's it's normal but like just one difference um that I remember probably like the only difference I remember is that like it took place I think in the early 90s and like Ali, no Ellie was in it a lot more and she was like super into Nirvana and like it covers when Kurt Cobain dies and like how hard that was for her um So, you know, she is very much a side character in it, but you like, you still love her and you still love like the way like she warms up to Marcus and, you know, sticks up for him, but also won't uh, like cross her own boundaries to help him. Like she wouldn't participate in the talent show and tries to convince him not to, Um, but yeah, anyway. Fun.
1: Fun anything else
4: paul yes i was sold on the narration as soon as he chose bon jovi i was like (laughs) i'm in for the rest of the movie like as soon as he goes like i was like yes yes and more yes and all of that like i i didn't remember at all which was i i guess the way that i relate to it is that i i often like ask my students to reread a text that they loved or hated as little kids but now like through adult lenses and just go go read a Roald Dahl book go read Secret Garden and go
1: read Maniac
4: McGee go read Maniac McGee and be like wait a second I'm not sure this is a
1: exact opposite of what I remembered as a kid that one was so
4: different than what I remembered Uh yeah and so this uh this movie was like that for me, even though I guess technically I could probably vote in presidential elections by the time I saw it for the first maybe. time. Because yeah, maybe because seemingly a, a lifetime of experience had kind of happened. And so I'm really interested to see what'll happen in another 20 years when I rewatch this. And I'll think of all of you and I'll still be on Carrie's team and not yours, Chad.
1: When we're on when we're 58 years old.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Episode 3000 of movie club. <laughs> <laughs> with 11 listens
1: <laughs> all right sean you're up
0: oh um so i think i liked it that's the main thing i have to say i i don't know that i have a lot to comment on because the main things i liked were just I liked scenes it. That, here's that all people my brought criticisms up. no <laughs> no so like the thing the thing i was thinking about a lot while thinking about this movie And it's because I watched A Christmas Carol at the same time is there's this um, this trope in a lot of movies and, and books and maybe A Christmas Carol is the best example of it, of people who are just not very good people and they're really nasty and people show them love anyway, and they're still not good people. And then at the end they have some epiphany and then all of a sudden their lives change and everything's perfect. And like, I'm thinking about other movies, like, like I never would have thought about about a boy through that lens if I weren't watching it at the same time that I watched A Christmas Carol. But I'm like 50 50 split on those movies and books, like Gran Torino. Like, I did not buy it at all. Like, he's just a jerk. Um, the book um, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. I loved it. Um, a Man Called Ova, which is the same exact book. I didn't buy it at all, you know? Um, So there's something about it where it's like, if there are little bits and pieces along the way where they can sell me that like this person really is deserving of love, um, that they really (laughs) are like a good person underneath it all, um, then I love it. It really works. And I feel like About a Boy does that. It gives you enough glimpses to see that, um, you know, he's kind of detached, but underneath it all, he really is a good person. Um, I still don't love that whole epiphany and, like, all of a sudden, everything's great. Um, you don't have to work through your past and your trauma and, like, you know, learn how to actually connect with people. It's just automatic because you decided, oh, it is important to be connected to people. But, like, I, c- I can overlook that if it's told well enough. So I liked it a lot. Um, I thought that I really didn't like um. soundtrack because carrie always listens to it and i'm like i don't really like this music but in the context of the movie i love it like it's so good um i just don't like listening to it on road trips or whatever sorry carrie um (laughs) so that that kind of surprised me because i was expecting to to not like the music but i thought it was great um i like that they do enough like little camera tricks that you kind of notice it but they don't go so far that it's distracting like when he's signing up for the the rock concert how the camera like goes upside down and you see him signing it upside down like that's as as cute as they're going to get with the camera and i think it works and it fits like the tone of the film so i really like those little those little moments um yeah i guess those are my main thoughts
1: love it i did see a smash cut and i looked at rachel and I'm like that was a smash cut They use those in star wars what's a
5: smash cut Chad? Huh?
1: i don't know i think it's the one where it like it goes across the screen like one screen just goes right to the um, other one uh who wants to go next we got jason or jessica or
2: rachel i guess i'll go i don't really have a lot to say because oh, was- rachel are you gonna get henry Rachel should go if she's gonna leave. Cool. Where is she going right
1: now? She's going right now. Okay. Okay. Jessica, you're up. I
2: don't really have a lot to say because I was I haven't watched this movie in like 20 years either. I don't think I've watched it since college. And I didn't really go into it with a critical eye. I was just like, this is very comfortable and very cozy and very awkward, but I also Love watching this movie. So I just enjoyed it. Um I the like cringe and the awkwardness of it definitely stood out to me a lot more this time than I remember it ever doing in the past. So I guess I feel you there, Chad. Thank you. But you're still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's oh, let's a be wonderful... clear. I did not
1: hate this movie. I thought no, it was fine. You,
2: I mean what did you give it? Two point four. What you, two two and a half stars? Two and a half stars out of out of
4: five. That's five? a five. That's a failing grade, Chad. Yeah,
2: it's I like can... a miserably failing grade. Well,
1: it's not yes. a. It's not a three, but I didn't hate it. Um,
2: it's an F.
4: It's an F grade. <sighs> yeah, F grade
2: from Chad for the movie. F grade from. I L-
1: think L- I was influenced by Rachel. If I was,
2: if I was Don't sitting. Don't blame next Rachel. Let Rachel was, speak for herself.
1: i I will but i think if i was sitting next to paul and paul was just like loving it i would have been positively influenced but i was sitting next to rachel and there was negative comments every
7: no i was taking in your negativity
1: Um, is that what it was yeah it was a negative feedback loop then
4: yeah, this is two <laughs> negatives so, making a super negative. <laughs> like, nobody's turning this so into viral. a positive.
2: Like, I do feel like if I had watched this with my husband, who cannot stand to watch, like, any hint of awkwardness, he will, like, cringe into a singularity. I <laughs> probably would not have enjoyed it as much again, simply because of that. But Well, I'll let Rachel wonderful. speak
1: for herself, but she does not like Hugh Grant and that is a major part of this movie is if you, like Hugh, if you like if you like Hugh Grant or not and that
2: But like can... but the thing is he's not supposed to be likable like well, he's not he's not a good person he kind of comes around like... to it after the end but I
1: thought he was fine so Hugh Grant we'll get to my section but Hugh Grant that haircut I didn't want to look at it anymore and that's pretty much 75% of the movie is you have
4: to see Hugh it's Grant hair. or that haircut. So, oh man, I was so envious he had hair. Are you like, talking wow. about
2: Hugh Grant's hair or the kid's haircut?
4: The kid's haircut.
2: Oh, the bowl cut.
1: Hugh Grant's like, I'm going to go. I feel like that's in now. Let's go. We're going to the, we're going out. We're going to make you popular. All right, let's go get, you see him 10 minutes before getting a fancy haircut at this barber, you know,
3: and he's going to go get him shoes. Thing.
1: Guess what? Thing. Shoes isn't going to make you. Any more popular or cool? How about you get a nice haircut from that barber shop? Oh man, I was thinking the same exact thing.
2: Jason I like the shoes because line it's like off. that would have crossed a boundary. Yeah, yes. I carry. Yes.
5: A
1: oh, and buying buying him sixty quid shoes didn't cross a boundary.
5: Not Sounds like crazy. a haircut a little.
1: <laughs> Hanging out with him at his
6: in his flat all day. No, no I, it he's is. These are super
5: creep. Super creep. Is a horse of a different color <laughs> getting new trainers,
4: but plus his bowl cuts sweet because it's not actually like a straight line here, like it goes down at a funky angle. And it's it like, is pretty cool, like it's very much like mom cuts my hair That's when great. she remembers Do to you cut think my he hair. cut
7: it himself. And I she almost doesn't... think it was him oh, oh, maybe. Oh,
4: I hadn't thought but of that. He had take
7: that. care of himself,
1: yeah, yeah. Tony Collette's not going to think about giving him a haircut. All i mean right. you saw
6: you saw her hair i mean she just took a razor to it
1: that's it. right she's got a buzz all right keep sorry jessica keep on going i, I want i want you to watch movies next year you. so your husband cringes a, a lot on like awkward movies give me some oh, examples yeah. like he's
2: never watched the office he won't yeah,
1: watch yeah. it okay so cringe comedy out
2: yeah just anything that is awkward he can't handle it
1: He. Mm. So you found it cozy, but it would be too cringy for him.
2: Absolutely, ten thousand percent. Yep.
1: <laughs> what's kind of what's his kind of uh, genre? What
2: is his genre? What's on his know. like
1: Netflix watch list? I does he watch those sh- like TV shows with you, like crime drama shows? Or? Yeah,
2: like we watch a lot of the same shows and like and or like all the Star Wars stuff we watch together and. We semi-ironically re Fast and the Furious li- a lot, um, but I think he enjoys them more sincerely than I do, so that probably tells you something about him. Um, he's just a very sincere soul. Um, but back to this, I'm trying to think about the thoughts that I had while I was watching this. I... Also when I I think Paul, you mentioned that like watching her like crying in the kitchen with the spilled milk scene and thinking that was hilarious when you were a kid, I probably felt the same way, but it hits so much differently now. And I watch it and it's so tragic. It's so sad. And um it's not like something I've experienced personally, but I think about like people that I know that I know have had very similar experiences to that i'm not saying that i won't experience that at some point i'm sure that maggie will walk in and find me sobbing in the kitchen alone at some point yeah. Um, and yeah it just brings it just brings all that kind of flooding back instead of being like man this lady's off her rocker because she is but there's a lot of implications that flow from that um and I really, really love the scene where the kid sets Hugh Grant and his mom up on a date, and he's so proud because he's had her wear like the beautiful, like hairy sweater. And then it cuts to Hugh Grant's narration, and he's just talking about how. He's dressed she as
1: in, he's dressed as a yeti.
2: A yeti, yeah. I that makes me laugh every time. Um i do agree that there's not enough rachel weiss in this movie she's just wonderful to watch um and i i really like the evolution of her son where you meet him and you think man this kid's just a bully and then it turns out he's just super insecure in his mom's love for some reason and that all comes out in the course of like one visit in that afternoon and it's a lot the kid's going through a lot and i feel for him
0: that's um, my favorite character. I forgot to say. Alithair. I love Allie. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: he was he was great. I Bless really his heart, him. and he's
2: such a bad break dancer. It's <laughs> yeah. so was, good, right? Like everyone's yeah. so worried about Nicholas Fout and how people will view him singing at the thing, but nobody's saying that about Allie and his dancing, right? Like everybody should. Be death penalty people... crew.
5: <laughs> Is that,
1: yeah. what uh, yeah, that was yeah, the death penalty crew. <laughs> 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 they were so dumb i loved them
2: i loved it too i love the dead duck day i love that bizarre bread that she bakes um i really love when he comes back to the single parents group at the end and he's like i need to talk to you alone like we need to go to another room and talk and she's like no anything you can say you you have to say to me you can say in front of these people like this is an open space and then the first thing he says she's like you should not have said that um <laughs> I find that hilarious and not real. Was the last thing I was gonna say not real it is also weird watching this now after like Nicholas Fout is all grown up and I don't know if you guys have watched The Great on Hulu no where it's he plays Peter the Great it. it is I don't know how to describe it I enjoy it very much and he is like a really terrible character, but he acts it really wonderfully and even though he's literally the worst and I almost can't bear to watch it, there's also something fun about him personally, (laughs) Um, so it's just weird to have that in my mind while I'm watching like tiny little baby Nicholas with a bad haircut and that's fun
1: that he grew up famous. I, I appreciate that. He was in
0: Mad Max Fury Road too. That was oh, yeah. my favorite I was when I figured out now. that that freaky, weird looking guy was the kid from About a Boy.
2: <laughs> Wasn't he
1: just in like the menu too? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see that?
5: Not yet on the list. Have I listened
1: to that? I listened to a podcast called Too Scary Didn't Watch, where <laughs> they just recap scary movies. <laughs> and it was it was a good episode like I for scary movies that I I don't plan on watching I'll listen to the episode and I listen to that one and no spoilers no spoilers
6: uh he's also in warm bodies Mm
3: -hmm.
4: that's the only one I've
6: seen him in
1: is that a good one
4: yeah
1: warm bodies is great
4: and he just has the coolest eyebrows of any (laughs) person ever like, he and Jack Nicholson have sweet eyebrows.
2: a good eyebrow game. Fun. Oh, one last thought before we move on. I was curious about how much Hugh Grant's character might be making in royalties each year. So I looked up, I found a list of, for the UK, the top 10 royalties-earning Christmas songs. This is for the year 2016. And the highest-earning... Was a song from the 70s that was making a million dollars a million pounds a year for a group, so it's split between two people. What song was it? Do you know it was Merry Xmas, Everybody, Merry Christmas, Everybody by Slade? I've never heard of this S L A D E. And then all I want for Christmas is you is number three. And that was at 400,000 pounds. And the number 10 song is at 97,000. So there's a huge range there, but he's definitely probably making six figures. I love
5: the the Yeah, and he
1: probably got like an inheritance too. Right. Yeah, so fun.
5: I love the joke though in the park when he and Susie are walking and, they're talking about that. And Susie's like, I don't understand how you make money. Do you um, charge carolers or something? And Will says something like, well, yeah, but you can't always catch the little buggers or something like that. I I think he's so funny. And Susie never laughs at any of his jokes. And I just think that's a nice touch that she just kind of like is very dismissive of his humor even when things are going good between the two of them. Anyway, he's not great throwaway joke.
1: <clears throat> he's not mean. He could be mean, as in like
2: i I think there is meanness he, there. Well, I think he is, like as a character, he is kind of mean. It's just that he's so charming that yes. people kind of look past it or don't react he to the thinks, meanness they're He reacting thinks to the mean,
1: other. he thinks mean things. and then he says something nice, which is like yep. charming and deceitful. But he could just be mean. So it's it's a weird, it's a weird, like, middle ground. It's like, why don't you just be mean? Yeah. And why do you have to, like, be nice to this kid? That reminds me
2: of that couch scene, right? Where he's telling Q Grant about his mom and his response is fucking A or whatever he says. And the kid thinks he's saying it because like, I, like wow, how you so-
1: I like how you switched the swears oh, that Paul did.
2: And <laughs> it was hell, not. <laughs> yeah. F-ing-H, F-ing I'm so F-ing sorry. A.
4: <laughs> I didn't know what was cooth on this podcast. So next time. Uh, I'll make sure that, that ne- next time next time I'll I'll say the direct quote yeah next time it's fucking H is the yeah. it <laughs> it. oh, okay excuse me
2: I mean it's a British movie so it should be H right <laughs>
4: uh, good um, call
2: I'm I'm... but the kid is like thinking about how it makes him feel better. Like this is a reaction to like how bad his mom is doing, but really Hugh Grant is just thinking to himself, like, man, that sounds terrible. I don't want to listen to this anymore. Right. Like, how do I get mm-hmm. out of this situation? So then, yeah, like he's, says, he's thinking the mean thing, but it's like, he has this boundary where he says just enough yeah. that the other person can interpret it how they will. But like well, Sean says, is, you can
1: see some growth throughout the movie. It's not yeah. like, I mean, and then all of a sudden there's like a, a dramatic event that changes his personality oh, yeah, from it shifts. then on. It's like, oh, he's gradually letting these people into his life. And he's still annoyed by him and he still doesn't like want to be with him all the time. But they're just like growing on him and he's letting them in, which is a slow evolution, which then you can believe all these random people at his house at the end. Right. And you couldn't have believed that if there wasn't any like progress. I guess
0: the dead duck day is another one when the police officer shows up and he's just trying to get himself out of trouble. But, um, you know, Marcus interprets it as him like helping him out. But so it's, it's like you were saying, Chad, where he's just kind of thinking of himself. He's selfish. He's mean maybe, but um, you know, he does these things that kind of invite other people in and give them that little foot in the door to actually build a little bit of a relationship that's somewhat meaningful until the end where it, you know, actually comes into
1: fruition. But also it's not like a complete character reversal. It's not like he all of a sudden finds meaning in getting a job and a career and completely turning his life around. His life is still just like existing and filling up the slots and time of his day and sitting on the couch and watching TV, but also letting some other people hang out with him so it's not like a 180 reversal of this character he's still the same person and maybe he's got a couple more friends and that there's hope for his future i guess it's
6: it's a believable character yeah character development
1: but then also you can say like well he didn't learn anything there's he didn't change what now he's got but he did i that...
2: mean he he's not like holding down honest employment but no didn't i know really but... expect him to but he I, like, I overrated. like it definitely is i think it should but be I love... called
1: about a will instead of about a boy because i focused on hugh grant's character instead of
2: well so it's it called about a boy, them, right it's purposefully vague
1: it's called
0: about a boy because it's a play on nirvana's about a girl and the book has nirvana all over the place
1: so oh why did spell is? that out for me then Sorry. Okay, Jessica, you done? We're going to go into Jason's notes.
2: uh, I just remembered one last thing, but I'm super excited to hear Jason's notes, which is that I love that the boys' focus is not necessarily, like, Carrie, you talked about it as, like, building a family and, like, choosing the people that you want to be, like, your family, basically, but he literally is just thinking of it as a logistical thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we need backup. (laughs) Like, it's not enough to just have me and mom because if something happens to mom, I need somebody else. And he's not thinking, I need a dad. I need a sibling. I need an uncle. I need a friend. He's thinking, I just need somebody else that I can turn to in this situation. And so
1: that's the boy's perspective. He just needs yeah. somebody. And then Will's perspective is, this is just all, you don't choose your friends pretty much. <laughs> they just yeah. all fell into they his life. They just fall in your lap. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then he just... accepts them even when he can just like be it, uh isolated or he can just accept these weirdos that are now in his life yep that's all Love that it jason we're going to save you for last we're going to listen to rachel sorry jason and if you can talk rachel you driving
7: oh was i unmuted
1: uh we can hear you can now you
7: hear me yes okay um I am driving, but I can go. Um, I don't think that if Will wasn't in the movie, I would have liked it. <laughs> I think if if there was no Will, the movie would have been great. Um, yes, liked all the other characters. Uh, I loved the scene. Was it Thanksgiving or Christmas? It was Christmas, right? Where the dad and the girlfriend and then the mother were there that was just the best if the whole movie was more like that um would have loved that a lot more I didn't want it to get serious I didn't want it to be emotional or thoughtful because I just Will's character was not believable to me his progression of going from an idiot to a nice good guy did not con- I wasn't convinced at all um I guess I've become hardened to <laughs> men <laughs> I think that's and the uh
1: I think that's the the Hugh Grant bias coming through as well
7: it, it definitely is I don't love him um he's good in Sense and Sensibility but pretty much anything else I just don't like him and he is this character in a lot of other movies like um what's the one with he's in a lot of Sandra Bullock movies I think if, at least there's the one where they, he's like her boss and then they end up getting together oh two weeks time. notice
2: oh two weeks notice yeah I feel like he's kind of the same in uh, Notting Hill too
7: well and i did not like notting hill and i was when i watched this movie the first time back when i thought it was going to be like notting hill and i was super confused about the movie um and i didn't really like any of it except for rachel vice who is just the best love her so much and i did not think that the boy's hair was distracting i loved his hair so much and anytime chad talks about his hair i get annoyed but i agree
2: for revenge you should get that haircut i should (laughs) and
7: i will i will cut my own hair i've been learning how to cut my own hair um i agree that he should have taken him to get a haircut he already crossed boundaries like why couldn't he just go to the mom and say look your kid is coming to my house like that is the first thing he should have done but he didn't do that and because he didn't do that he's not a good person (laughs) you guys why do you think he turns into a good person he's not a good person anyway (laughs)
2: <laughs> we just said that he doesn't necessarily turn entirely into a good person, but there's progress. He's moving in the right direction. Yeah, he's not a good person <laughs> at
1: the end. He just allows random people to come and throw a party at his house and bring everyone's carrying a tray of food at the end and like putting it down in front of them. It was very weird. And like, no, and that he was
2: fully a good person or not. He is providing a support system for people that really, really need it, and that is a good thing. I think.
0: And that—that that well, was kind I of my point. That like,
7: replace.
0: that sorry. That like, all of these movies, like, none of them are good people. They're all bad people, and they're bad people the whole way through, and they're still bad people at the end. It's just for me personally, like, if you can make me like them a little bit along the way, then I'm willing to just forget that. But I totally <laughs> agree. Bad person at the beginning, bad person at the end.
5: <laughs> okay, but to be fair, like Will. <laughs> Will assumed that Marcus had told his mom. Like, remember at the restaurant where he was, like, shocked that his mom didn't know. So, Mm -hmm. like, he should have done his due diligence, but at the same time, like, he I felt like it was from a place of just, like, ignorance, not um,
1: (laughs) Malice. Not not malice. Yeah, it could be.
7: Oh, I was going to What's I gonna say when everybody gets mad at me? <laughs> okay. um, I lost my train of thought. So I'll move on to my next thought. Um, <laughs> I actually have met a person through work that uh, he sells coffee at the farmer's market. I was talking to him, he always comes up and talks to me. So I was talking to him and he was like, I was like, so how many farmer's markets do you do? Which ones do you go to? So this is my only one. I said, oh, I need to know. <laughs> other than that. he's like, well, on Tuesdays, I fill orders. And, um, and like Wednesdays and Thursdays, I just like think about you ways that I can take my business and like oh so you you like think about what you want to do like that's what you do for work <laughs> and he was like well I have this unique situation where I get an allowance from my parents because my dad I was an owner of the Fortune 500 company and he just retired and I don't have to work, but I tried volunteering for a while and and it was like, you are Will. But he chose to work, so he chooses to work because um, he wants to have some kind of personal responsibility in his life, not just like completely defiant on his parents. And he does have a family and connections, whatever. But anyway, I was thinking about just that whole situation like that is some people's reality if do you know, there are people out there that just don't have to work and that is insane to um, me. and I wanna you know how I can do that person.
3: That person. <laughs> um,
7: that's a dream
1: that's my
2: dream job.
7: That's been Chad's dream job ever since I've
2: been here. good for that guy though. It's what? I said good for that guy that you met that he like tries to fill his days with something
7: yeah and at first the first time I met him you're talking and I was supposed to be working and I was also trying to work um it's hard because a big, huge part of my talking
3: is talking to in the phone and
1: building relationships. Uh, um, so. You're breaking up a little bit, Rachel. Can you just like talk into the phone instead of headphones?
7: Yeah. Uh, I wonder
6: how many units is uh, the farmer's market? So, like three units
2: Sorry. of the day? Yeah, probably like six. Oh, units right, I it assume he's light. there for at least three or four <laughs> hours. <laughs> uh,
1: well,
7: this isn't working
1: out, John. Oh, sorry. Okay, we'll go to Jason so, and then we'll go back next. to you. So you just focus on driving and be safe. We're Wait, gonna what? End. Okay, we're... now I can hear. You. Okay, we're gonna focus on Jason. Oh, are you can you talk? Are you safe?
7: Yeah, I think I'm good.
1: Okay. We can hear you better now. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're great.
7: (sighs) Train of thought lost again. No, what was I saying? Oh, a huge part of my job is talking to people and building relationships with people who come every week. So talking is a big part of, I think every seller's job. And anyways, this guy was talking to me first time I'd met him and my boss comes up and she's just like, don't talk, don't talk to anybody, but the customers, you can't talk to him. I don't know why he comes and talks. He, he likes, to, I guess, talk to everybody that works. And she's like, doesn't he need to make money too? Isn't he working? And I didn't know at that point that he actually does not need to work. And now I'm like, wow, he is super privileged. Like, cause there's, I have talked to him quite a bit since then. I mean, he just talks to me a lot and a lot of things that he says, I'm like, wow, that is coming from a place of having no idea what a working life with kids is, like, and not being married, and he's just a single guy, like, well, and so I guess that's also why I did not believe, like, the transition, because I feel like this guy that I know in real life, he actually is a nice person all around, um, and he's made different choices than the other guy, and he probably definitely i don't think makes as much money i have no idea but um but as far as will goes like he was just started off like a rotten person (laughs) and i wasn't convinced anyways so i did like the parts of the movie especially when paul was talking i was like oh my gosh i like i do like this movie so paul you should be a review writer because people will want to go and see the movies that you like or the restaurants that you go to because you have like a really convincing tone and emotional attachment to things that's just deep and great
4: <laughs> oh man i missed my calling what was it was it thinking if we're all going to be reading <laughs> children's books before too long uh, i know if only i had known <laughs> oh that's very you're very kind Rachel thank you for saying that that's awesome (laughs)
7: um and I didn't want to diss Carrie's choice and I was like I've been looking back I even had Chad go through all the movies with me and I was like okay I hated that I hated that why do I hate everything I actually didn't hate it I loved it okay I don't know so I hope I don't make everyone on this podcast mad because I hate all the movies (laughs) but (laughs) I'm Never. not much of a movie person.
1: No, you just made Anthony disappointed that you hated his pick. <laughs> that everything yeah, is everything everywhere all do, at once.
7: I do think about that movie a lot. And I think it was a very intelligent movie. Um so you know how things can sink in after the fact? If it if it continue, if it stays with you, if things stay with you. Yeah. So I guess that's my that's what I have to say I know there's some things that I missed but a lot of things that were said
1: if you think of it you can chime in again we're going to go to Jason's and what did Jason think and first thing did Karen watch it with you and did Karen like it
6: uh she did watch it with me and
1: I will get to her comments here in a minute all right I'm going on mute it's all you Jason um paul i hope you brought enough for the rest of the class to share oh it's all gone well
6: i was watching you make it i'm like man should i run upstairs and make some popcorn that would be really good right now
1: my new treat of choice i've got a bag of pecans and then chocolate chips and i just put a handful of pecans on a plate and chocolate chips and i take one pecan and one chocolate chip and it's the best treat
6: hey chad what happened to mew love you jason
2: <laughs> oh that was amazing
6: i was just kidding all right um uh first off does anybody notice that it was produced by robert de niro one of the producers i thought that i like i saw that name i'm like that's not right
1: and it is bobby d um narration I'm not going i'm not going on mute i'm gonna buy, chime in every single sentence every single time good
6: uh narration we talked about that already um yeah but what did you think about it i didn't like it I didn't okay like it. i mean i get why they did it and it, and it i just don't like narration as a general rule
1: i think it's so, hard to get away from narration when you're adapting a novel that's heavy on narration
6: yeah uh okay so the breakup scene with the mom or the single mom um where he was planning on breaking up with her and she ended up breaking up with him uh there was this little this little teeny half smile that he gives as he receives the news and then he remembers oh crap i gotta be i gotta be i gotta act sad i love that like he he did a really good job of like 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 what's going on and then like smiling and then going back to sad it was was a fun smile um the whole idea to go after and find single moms that was that was stupid. There's just so much work involved it it just seemed like a dumb idea. He finally came to that conclusion, but I, that just seemed terrible. um yep, yeah, uh, then my notes are did his mom o d note suicide okay uh, it just slowly like okay, okay that's that is what happened. It was sad yeah um (laughs) just the shallowness of the the he's got uh will has he's got two personalities going on simultaneously he's got the he 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 cares about people and it and it's competing with uh his shallowness right like those are the two things competing he's he's got the the angel and the devil on the shoulder or whatever uh the part that made me laugh about that juxtaposition was when he's driving behind the ambulance and the narration goes on and he's like oh man i can't believe that just happened and, and poor poor kid whatever his name is and he's like i got to drive behind an ambulance and <laughs> I go really fast um well that was funny um is that his sister? That shows up every once in a while. Carrie, and who I is that? I think
2: it was like an ex-girlfriend. Uh, I just a family friend. I don't know. Yeah. But
5: no,
0: in the in the book it's people that he used to party with. Like he had a girlfriend and the four of them would go out together and he and the girlfriend broke up, but they are kind of what his future would have looked like if he were a normal person that got married and had a family. That okay. makes a lot he, he, resent, he resents yep. them for not being fun anymore I thought it that was a
6: sister so much more sense when he because he basically said I can't be the godfather mm-hmm. because I am I might wait till she's 18 and try to shag her I'm like, mm-hmm. what did you just say about your niece yep. that's
1: disgusting yeah that turned him into a real bad guy real yeah. fast <laughs>
6: um, oh yeah the uh, the Spock Eyebrows, that was going on with the kid. <laughs> I couldn't stop looking at those eyebrows. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, and before the before it became a thing, in the um, in the restaurant, which I'm going to have a reference here in a second, uh, the middle aged man hanging out with the kid. I mean that's just a big no-go like like i mean i'm sure even back then i mean they brought it up or whatever but like he should have known right like i know it's probably innocent i mean it is innocent but like he should have like no 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 let's let's be very explicit about this let's go talk to your mom because this is weird um oh so they just showed up at dinner To to yell at him, right? I'm. How did they know where he was going to dinner?
2: The kid knew.
6: I guess he's like shared his details. Marcus knows all. I mean, (laughs) he like he like
1: stays there constantly and watches TV. And maybe
6: goes
7: to that same restaurant every time they know him.
1: Man, Paul was like Paul was picking out all these great parts of the movie, and then Jason is just nitpicking the bad parts. I'm I'm here for it
6: i'm the shallow i'm the shallow one in this Paul's goes deep i'm like oh no it's
1: like this does eyebrows. not make sense this wouldn't happen in real life
6: <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. uh i felt like this was kind of like shallow how 1.0 but less of a rom-com i guess not that i oh, been, been while. i, I think since i've seen half worked, of so.
1: that movie i don't remember i know the premise that so it's been a while sure
3: um
6: Oh, okay. This is something that Karen mentioned. She's like, uh, she, she basically said, what is it, what would it be like to come home and wonder if, if you will see your mom dead on the sofa, like on a regular basis, you don't know what you're going to be met with at home. Like, that's crazy to think about like uh, kids need like stability, you know, and that is like the, the ultimate opposite of stability. So that's, That's pretty,
4: pretty rough. Um, But I like what Carrie said about that, where she was saying uh, the Tony Collette character thought like love would be enough, but she still didn't necessarily like have the wherewithal to be a mom, even though she had this deep love. And I think that's actually where I find where I feel really self-conscious as a parent too, where I'm like, I love you unconditionally. I'm all in, like, I'm, I'm listening to your story. And at the same time, like, whether it's angel or demon over my shoulder, I'm like, wait, but do I have like the capacity to be the person this, this little person needs, you know, like, I, I think about that all the time. That's good.
3: Um,
6: okay. So at the end, well, towards the end where they do the uh, talent show, um and then will comes out and helps him via the guitar um they he kind of they win over the audience a little bit right and then and then will does the weird guitar solo and singing thing uh i'm i'm struggling to understand his motivation with that does anyone have any thoughts caught up in
3: the
0: moment
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the thing that I thought of is that he's trying to draw the embarrassment, right? Like he's trying to outdo the boy so that what the people walk away from that concert remembering is this grown man got up on stage and made mm-hmm. a gigantic a-hole out of himself and not, man, this boy is a really bad and embarrassing singer. So which, I think which that I was thought... a truly selfless act and maybe the only one that he commits in the whole movie. But yeah, that's how I viewed it.
6: I thought, yeah, I thought it was to take the pressure off the kid, but also didn't, like, helping him out and winning over the audience take a lot of the pressure off the kid? I don't know. Like, I thought, I thought that already did the job, and then he just did this weird extra thing that felt unnecessary, but I don't know. But okay. I thought,
3: like,
5: what, just one more thing is, yeah, I, I think another reason why he kept going like exactly what jessica said but also to make it seem like he was the one that spearheaded the whole thing that made marcus go up there and and sing and everything so you know that's just an additional way of taking the pressure off of marcus and the attention off of him so that's just a inference.
1: okay what do you think sean what did it say oh you're not there in the book I'm not there in the
0: book. I don't
5: think it's in the book, to be honest. I don't remember. Being it sounds like
0: it. something that's made Could up for
3: a
1: movie. Be. Yeah.
0: I feel like he got caught up in the moment and lost himself and was singing with his eyes closed and that it was all genuine.
1: But. What do you think, Paul? This is an unknown mystery.
4: <laughs> Sorry, I'm chomping so much popcorn right now. Um... Yeah. Oh, that is actually... Um... A thing i forgot to report we had uh somebody aspirated a little bit of popcorn at our house and we got to go to the hospital this week anyways um so everything's fine okay um yeah i don't know i think it'd be kind of cool if it had that balance where in the same way that marcus and his mom close their eyes and it just like fill it so deeply that they don't care who might be staring that maybe will gets to that place where he's no longer because all of his moves throughout are like these super self-conscious moves right like the the world is staring at me the world uh, cares so much about me i'm the center of the ptolemaic universe And, and then suddenly it's like i will close my eyes and could be emotionally nude in front of these people and i'm actually okay with that maybe for the first time
1: yeah and it's a complicated relationship with music as in it's his dad's cheesy song right. that he was trying to like get away from his whole life is, or I guess his dad was trying to write a better song and it never happened. And then now he has to live with this song and mm-hmm. live with it every day. And he's got a guitar in the corner and you can see like him as a teen, having like being a musician or whatever, because he's got to know the guitar and apparently he knows that song he knows all the chords and all the words and he has
0: perfect pitch he can come in with just the at the the exact key that he was already singing it at
1: yeah so i mean
0: that
5: mean that marcus has perfect pitch not
4: no we know marcus doesn't because there's the song that like he's closing his eyes to when he sings it in the classroom and it like comes in on a different register than the the so maybe it's
1: like oh he's he's coming to terms with music and he's letting the the music into his life like paul was saying but like also he's got this whole backstory we can read really deep into it
2: because they also talk about how his mom used like paul singing the christmas what's his name will singing the christmas song every year as a way to like dig at his dad so it's also like flipping the use of music right it's it's a healing thing instead of like a pointy stick to to stab somebody that you love
5: well, there's there's also the juxtaposition too of will have like an apple thrown at his head at the end of that song and also at the beginning of the movie where that happens to marcus so it kind of almost switches their roles where you know will becomes like the um you know the embarrassing one two instead the boy. of boy yes he becomes so i
1: don't think he did it to take any uh shame away from marcus i think he did it because he was into that moment and he's just an awkward person when he lets his guard down
5: why not both chad
1: because that's all no. <laughs> <laughs> because like jason said the 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 tension was already like uh, diffused by him coming out and they already gave him an ovation and it was fine and he could have stopped right there but then there I don't think it took anything else away from Marcus by being the class clown I don't think he was trying to be funny mm,
5: I disagree I mean, because you look at Marcus at the end where he's laughing this at Will a, and looking movie, at the audience and laughing at Will. Scene? Like, he he totally switches roles, you know, being one with the audience, too. I think it's totally on purpose. You know, there can be more than one reason why someone does something. Like, he gets lost in the moment, but he's also saving... This boy that he cares so deeply about.
1: Okay, you're right, Carrie. Thank you. Jason, keep on going through your list. You see what I have to put up with. <laughs> is that how your argument's in, Sean? Okay, you're right, Carrie. And then she says, thank you. Uh, sometimes.
5: Uh, no, I'm usually not. <laughs> Just about about a boy.
0: Okay. Uh,
6: how
1: old is Will in the movie? 38.
5: 38.
3: 30. Yeah, and yeah.
1: Hugh Grant is 42 in real life in 2002. Okay, uh, let's keep that in
6: mind. Let me read you the extra small plot. Okay, you ready? ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Is it creepy? A, c- a cynical, immature young man is taught how to act like a grown-up by a little boy. I don't I don't feel like Will is a young man. I don't feel like a young man anymore. Oh, where does this is this from Wikipedia?
1: This is from IMDb. Oh, they call him a young man in the.
0: How old is he in the book, Sean? Super short plot. He's thirty-six. The mom's
1: thirty-eight. Well, IMDb got it wrong.
5: What is that like the middle-aged man by a viewer or like the official tagline or whatever?
0: I don't know how to differentiate that. Jason, I think of you as a young man. I don't. Yeah, Jason, and you are a young
1: wrong. man. You guys that,
6: wish you could think of me as young Read that first part. Same age.
1: Read that first part and think of Jason and see if it matches. Keep on going. A cynical? <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> immature. A cynical, yeah, immature right? young man. <laughs>
6: Uh, And then little boy. I think of the kid more as a young man than a little boy. I don't know. That that just bugged me, that whole thing. Okay. I already mentioned warm bodies. Oh, you guys are are really overthinking work as it's like the most important thing a human could possibly do. No, the only reason work exists is so that we can retire. with money to survive while not being capable of work at some point I don't know
2: but like I I use work kind of in the context of this conversation as he doesn't necessarily need like a job but he needs something meaningful on which to spend his time maybe that's paid work maybe it's volunteering maybe it's writing a song I don't know what it is but he doesn't have that thing that he needs he's He's a layabout,
1: and that's my dream job. A I, I would putter all day, puttering around the house. Oh man, I could. Spend what does that just, even mean? To I also think
2: it's funny because mm-hmm. we talk about him in this versus him in sense and sense of sensibility, and there he's like independently wealthy, right? And it's a detriment socially to you in that society if you are working right? So it's like a good thing to be a layabout and spending your days not doing much. But in this modern context, it's very much a negative, immature thing. So it's it's interesting to me to think about how the perspective has shifted over time.
6: Uh, I have a goal to uh, be cheap enough to one day buy a cabin. That's, that's one of my goals. Um, but I am seriously afraid of the day that i attain that goal and am bored out of my mind at that castle i think i think i will i i can't i think puttering is not the end result for me i think i'll end up like starting like five crap businesses just to keep busy or something
2: Plants, mammals Yes, (laughs) Yes.
6: My <laughs> dad
7: always wants me to be a putterer too, but I have so many other things that I Rachel want Rachel
1: always do. has projects that she has to do. So she won't just go sit next to the pool with me.
6: <laughs> we all just
7: be Chad. Yeah, that's
6: true. <laughs> uh does does puttering just mean reading books and playing music all the time? Um, just like
1: puttering? going from room to room. Just like Going around the house, go clean the pool, come back in, get a Diet Mountain Dew.
5: (laughs) Like doing
7: what you want when you want.
1: Yeah, just go putter. That sounds like what my
0: dogs do. (laughs)
7: Planning parties parties all the time, though. That's also something Chad's always (laughs) doing.
1: Oh, that sounds like a nightmare, Paul.
7: No, you're always doing that. You always want people to come over.
1: No, I'm talking about Paul's comment. Uh, yeah. yeah, that is, I'll probably like that'll probably be
6: like I'll buy a cabin and be like, all right, now I need to build a shed. I'm gonna go
0: build are
1: you going to go now. in on it with anybody? or are going to go solo. Well, then I got to like share it with them. But then I
0: have you, it. You got to go solo. Yeah. My think- my grandpa bought a cabin and they went in with his wife's cousin. And now all these years later we have this piece of land in the family that's split between people with different philosophies about what it should be used for.
2: Yeah, group cabins. You got to go all in. Relationships. Go by yourself.
6: Uh So that is why I need to be cheap so that I could, one of the conditions that Karen has set for me is that we have to pay off the house. So I'm, my goal is to pay off the house so that I can <clears throat> buy the cabin. Now, Karen, I'll go
1: in, I'll go in one eighth
6: of the Karen is moving you. the goalposts and saying we should buy a new house. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> that would just move the goalposts. I I need to pay off this house.
1: <laughs>
6: uh, okay. you're going to go 1/8? As long as no, I have No, elements. actually no.
1: You're going to go 100% and then I'm going to invite myself to your cabin.
6: <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Um, okay. Uh overall, I thought it was a this is, this is what I said at the time. It is a fine movie. Yay. It's not a great movie. It is a fine movie.
2: Um, I feel like that's a positive great. review from Jason. Sounds
6: it great. is. It's, it's, it's better than a failing grade, I guess. I think,
1: I think after every single thing that he said was negative about the movie, and then all of a sudden it turns into a fine movie, was a surprise
6: my 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 things were superficial at best, so all right. <laughs> um Karen, uh, she said that it it hit different watching as an adult um there's like a lot like she she's like, oh my gosh, like there's a lot of just things that like she didn't pick up on um and then and then, especially as a mom and seeing the mom situation there, like it just hit her different. Um, but overall, she liked it. Those are my, my wife's two sides.
1: I'm going to change my leather box review to a solid three.
2: Doing it right now. Doesn't feel like a win.
1: It's better than two and a half.
2: <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs>
0: Over the course of this podcast, Chad had the same level of character development as Will did in the movie. (laughs) Uh,
1: Rachel, do you have any notes or thoughts that you came back to since you're home?
7: No. I'm glad that you have grown as a man, Chad.
1: Thank you. I'm trying to let more people into my life. Yeah. And not just care about myself.
7: <laughs> you're always letting people in, but you're... Um, oh, where are you going to so go great. with this? Okay, Let's thank talk you. later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Fun pick, Carrie. I thought it was a fine watch. I didn't... I mean, the most... I there was some funny parts. There were some cringy parts. There are some highs. There are some lows. There's some definitely nostalgia going on for that that time. I thought it was a good time moment in time. Uh, did it, I think they showed some phone scenes? Right? Didn't they have like a, a, some type of texting going is- on? A flip phone early on. CDs. You there know was. What that mis- was- Mystical the I
7: cow. about was how fun that was seeing like it wasn't that long ago it really was not that long ago like but things have changed so much with the cds and um you know the scene in the cd store and that had so much nostalgia i can remember all the different cd stores i've been into and blockbuster and stuff like that um, so that in and of itself which if I was watching it when it first came out wouldn't mean anything but now watching it later it means so much more and um obviously it's not like a part of the plot or anything but it just means so much and so aside from like yes when I watched it as a younger person I was quite confused and didn't understand like the emotional things that were happening with the human connections. And now I can see those things, but I'm still so distracted by, like, well, certain types of people don't change, in my opinion. Um, anyways, that was a, a fun bonus.
1: I, who was it that was talking about the music? Sean was talking about the music and how it fit and you liked it. I don't remember any of these songs I don't think I've ever heard him before, except for like maybe the one time I watched the movie 20 years ago. And I didn't like him this time. They didn't mean anything to me. I didn't have any nostalgia for the music. And I'm like, what is this crappy song? And I put I put on Shazam and Rachel's like, it's U2. And and then like the Shazam came up as a U2 song. I'm like, oh, this sucks. I hate it.
4: (laughs) Dude, that's one of the greatest albums of all time, man. Octum Baby. Come on. Nope. All right. No, thanks. No, thanks. Chad doesn't all
7: like right. any U2 song at uh, all. Never uh, has. And I don't think he ever will. Maybe we need to watch like a U2 documentary and all just gang up on Chad.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah.
0: We can watch Um, It's Gonna Be Loud. Have you seen that? No. It's no. a documentary where they look at the guitarist from um, Led Zeppelin, U2, and White Stripes and kind of contrast their guitar styles and stuff. And I went into it thinking I would come out loving all three of them, but I came out still not liking U2. So I want Chad to watch it and and see what he thinks.
1: Nice. I mean, I'll watch Led Zeppelin and White Stripes is fun. But I mean, I listened to what is it? Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott did a You Talking U2 to Me podcast where they go through every U2 album and talk about U2 for a long time. And that's like the only way I'd ever like listen to you two is having them make fun of you two. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Fun podcast. All right. Any but anything else, Gary? To way to close it?
5: Oh, did anyone watch Christmas Carol?
1: Mm, I didn't.
5: <laughs> Nobody, you guys gotta watch it, even if you don't <laughs> review it. Okay.
1: Is it YouTube then? Is that the best way to watch the 1951 Christmas Carol? Or to get a DVD from the library? Did you watch it, Carrie?
5: I did, yeah. I watched it today.
1: How did you watch it?
5: uh, Sean?
1: I downloaded it illegally.
0: Somebody from 1951 didn't make any money off of that movie because I didn't pay for it. Oh
5: dear. Well, I have it for... Well, I we used to have it for VHS before we got rid of all of our videos, but you need to watch it. It's a great movie. Alistair Sim kills it as Scrooge.
1: Cool. Um, does anybody have any like Christmas movie plans? As in, I plan on watching the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie that's on Netflix. Um, Anybody else have any Christmas movie watch plans?
2: Definitely, Lindsay. Definitely going to rewatch Love Actually as I do every year, even though it's bad. The Christmas Carol movie that we watch in my family is the Scrooge musical movie from the seventies. That's the one
0: that we watch too.
2: With Albert Finney. Yeah. So Uh I'll probably watch that. And then White Christmas is the is the one that Sean's family watches. So we'll probably watch both of those at some point.
4: Nice.
1: What are you watching, Paul? Any plans?
4: Um. So, uh, the Tim Allen Santa Claus. I think I can quote every single line, and I can do the dance that he does. And um, so that's that's got to happen. Um, hey. <laughs> I love It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Frank Capra, Jimmy Stewart, uh, flick. And so. Um, I didn't realize as a child that we are all George Bailey and like that life is super hard and that we have this potential to influence all kinds of people and yet it's going to be this mega struggle and so I that that one also like kind of gives me a saline wash in my adult years that when i was a child i was just like oh that'd be crazy like what if you hadn't been born but now i'm like oh my gosh like life matters so much don't jump off the bridge jimmy stewart and um so those are those are two and then we really like the uh muppet christmas carol as well so and then my kids I have watching a bunch of crappy ones on disney plus where like dogs talk a lot and it just has like christmas in the title somewhere so that's what so a lot of christmas stuff is happening but i think i'll end up only watching three movies that i actually will enjoy yeah
1: jason you got any christmas movie plans
3: no um <laughs> <Karen>. <laughs>
6: Karen and her family likes uh, White Christmas, so we'll probably end up watching that. Um, I'm sure we'll watch Elf at some point.
1: Yeah, okay. Are you yeah. hosting people? Or are people coming over to Christmas? Like, are you going to uh, do Christmas by yourself as a merit household?
6: No, it's, uh, so we, we do every other year or whatever with each family, and this year it's Karen's family, so we'll be headed up to Bountiful, and, uh, do Christmas Eve or Christmas Day I forget but then we'll just do the opposite just
0: by ourselves nice
1: Sean what's your Christmas movie plans
0: um the one that I always try to watch every Christmas but rarely do because it's not really a Christmas movie is Edward Scissorhands because that's one of my like top three favorite movies but we watched it I watched it twice already this year so plans complete um the other one that's like required watching for us is Home Alone, because that was one that we had on VHS and watched all the time. I remember being a kid and we just fast forward to the traps and watch the traps over and over. But um, this is the first year that Phoebe is like putting her foot down. She's like, I'm so sick of that movie. So I don't know. Um, maybe I'll just be watching it by myself. But that has to well, happen. Pete,
5: Pete's going to want to
0: watch <clears throat> Pete doesn't like watching any movies,
1: though.
5: Yeah, but he likes that movie.
1: I'll call him in for the traps. Okay, <laughs> Harry, did you say which movies you were going to plan on watching?
5: Uh, well, I grew up with, we watched that version of The Christmas Carol. Yeah. Uh, we watch It's Wonderful Life usually. We always watch a Christmas story. Um, sometimes It's Wonderful Life. Um, and since getting married, we it's Home Alone and Elf, except you guys watched Elf Without Me this year. Rude. Sean
0: I didn't I didn't watch it and they didn't even finish it oh really yeah it was Cohen or your mom somebody put it on they only made it like a quarter of the way in
5: oh okay I guess I can't be mad but that's another
0: one (laughs) that's another one that Phoebe is sick of and doesn't ever want to watch again she doesn't understand tradition
5: no she doesn't we're not good about traditions um (laughs) I think that's I've actually never seen a white Christmas
1: I've never seen it all the way through. I've seen the first of it like probably 10 times.
2: Yeah. The costumes are amazing.
1: When 100%. they're in the army. I've seen the art when they're in the army <laughs> so many times that mm-hmm. I've never seen the end. So yeah, I
2: think
5: we already
1: watched the Grinch. We've got that on DVD. Uh, and I put in Muppet Christmas Carol on Disney Plus the other day, had the kids watch it.
5: But oh, we do a Charlie Brown Christmas
1: too. Oh yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas.
5: Kate loves
1: Charlie Brown. I want to watch like a uh, princess switch, but they didn't make a new one this year. That's, that's the Netflix one with the actress that's on high school musical. What's her name? Uh, Vanessa had Vanessa. Vanessa Hudgens. Hudgens. Yeah. The last Christmas switch, she played three characters, which was nuts. Um, Rachel, do you plan on watching any Christmas movies?
7: No. Probably not. No. Sorry. I'm a Scrooge this year. Very bah about Christmas this year. Um, I don't know why. And it's... uh The kids get me into some of the things a little bit. And I love seeing them do Christmas, but He's
3: I think I'm walking partner. around.
7: <laughs>
0: this is my life.
7: I don't want to like always say my things all the time. This just kind of just want to like hang out with myself a lot. <laughs> so
2: you deserve to. <laughs>
7: That's great.
1: Thanks everyone for this one. Next week or next month is January. Rachel's already picked the movie. You're going to stick with your pick, Rachel. Or are yes. you going to switch Where it? Where
7: the crawdads sing. I haven't seen it. I read the book.
1: Where the crawdads sing is on Netflix for now. Let's see if it's still on Netflix January, because you never know what they're going to do. Um, Jessica, you're going to be back from all your travels.
2: Yes, and we don't really have anything planned for January yet, so.
1: Rachel's going on a backpacking trip in
2: January. Ooh, where are you going?
7: Sorry, we're doing Catalina Island. Nice. That's going to be awesome. Yes.
1: So that's over uh president's day right but a tuesday should be free and it's up to you everyone i don't know who's gonna pick maybe the 17th maybe the 24th How oh, about the i seven-
7: prefer to do a wednesday actually i think
1: we do tuesdays for anthony but we could do or for jason who was it that does win tuesdays
2: whoever it was for said that it was no longer necessary to do it on that date anymore was that you paul
4: Yeah, I used to, this semester I taught a class from 7 to 10 p.m. on Wednesday's graduate course and now that's all wrapped up.
1: Well, what if we do Wednesday, like the 18th? How's that sound to everyone? A little bit different. A little bit country. A little bit rock and roll. Yeah, sounds good. It's always fun to see Rachel go out and pick up Henry from his play practice. (laughs) all right that's it anybody else have any last words fun pick carrie i still enjoyed the watch it wasn't like horrible and i didn't hate it and it's kind of fun to not love the movie because then you can come in with your fists out knives out to electric boogaloo and oh rachel or jason's talking with mute on
6: yes i am what's the movie for january again
1: it's where the crawdads sing okay with uh sh- i can't remember her name what's
2: that Irish girl from normal people yeah the she's
1: She'll from normal them. people and she's from under the banner of heaven too okay she's the, the wife or she's the person that gets murdered Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Anybody else have anything, or that's it?
2: Merry Christmas!
1: Merry Christmas, everyone! I move that we adjourn this session of movie club. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Ayes aye. 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 have it. See you guys. Oh, Jason, you know the plan. Yeah. yeah. Love you. Aye. Love you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.